Yo, it's the Southside's own Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Abreu massacres this ball to left center field. Donna goes in motion left. Snap it to Michelle. He's running to the left. Angling 25-20. Got a block for Brown. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Don't win it. We're headed to Atlanta. Trubisky's going to run it. And he is going to get a first down. How about Trubisky to the 42-yard line? Oh, my goodness. In the ring. Steamboat's got him up. A slam. The Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Welcome in to Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah sitting in for Jonathan Hood tonight. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Black. We are on till 9 o'clock this evening. We are open for business and your phone calls at 312-332-3776. As the skies have opened up in downtown Chicago, Abdallah, wherever you're listening to the show, it might be nice. But in downtown Chicago, it is raining cats and dogs. Supposed to be over at uh, Northerly Island later tonight. Good luck to you, sir. Uh, Enjoy. Listen, this too shall pass. We got a little guy. Just coming through the the area right now, just wow, washing it's away, down. washing away the Friday. Huh. It's going to be good. Okay, let's get things started on this beautiful Friday. I know it's raining, but it's still a great Friday because the weekend's here, and it is welcome to the NBA free agency weekend. I know the NBA may have not saw this as an opportunity to set up an entire weekend, and I know baseball has some plans this weekend. They've got two teams playing in London. You can hear those games on ESPN One Thousand this weekend. Uh, the Boston Red Sox and the Yankees, but the NBA is going to be front and center this weekend because of all the meetings and all the behind the scenes going on leading up to free agency starting on for on Sunday night at five o'clock central time when meetings can take place officially and guys can start signing as free agents and the weekend has really set up as a sources said stick to your timeline let's keep an eye out for any breaking news all weekend make sure the alerts are on for Woj any Woj bombs throughout the weekend, but that's what this weekend is shaping up for. Yeah, I think that the only one that we're going to get right at the deadline is going to be Clay Thompson. Like that's going to be the Woj reported that earlier that um, that the uh, Warriors are reportedly going to offer him the, his max deal for about one hundred and nineteen, uh, one hundred and ninety million dollars. And so he's going to get that. He's expected to sign that pretty much right away. But other than that, all these guys want to be wooed. So you, you've heard all the stuff about Kawhi wanting to meet with Magic and Genie Buss of the Lakers and the league saying he can't meet with Magic because Magic can't be a part of those meetings. So they got to meet at the Starbucks down the this? street or something like that. Listen, he's, it's Magic. He can do what he, he's Magic. He does what he wants. It's amazing. So. Uh, anyway, what this is going to be is it's going to be this guy's taking a meeting this day and this guy's taking a meeting this day. You're going to see the guys that you kind of expect to sign in places sign. And, and then maybe some of the middle tier guys or maybe some of these guys it, 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 get deals. But ultimately, the big fish, the Kawhis, the Durants, those guys, those guys are, are going to take a couple days because they're, they're going to have all these meetings they got to take. 
Chris Black and Adam Abdallah sitting in for Jonathan Hood tonight. And this is why I love the NBA. And not only because it's just basketball, but the reason why the NBA excels in the summer months when the games are not taking place is because the NBA is really just high school. It's rumors. It's gossip. It's side meetings away from the rest of the group. Remember high school when you Mm -hmm. would used to do that? Yeah, right. Like teaming up to go out. Hey, uh, Adam, you want to go meet up and we'll we'll go here before we well, go there. It's, and then it's we just side texting party. now. You have a yeah, group right. text for all your friends. Right. And then you have a side text with each one of your other friends being like, are you going to go to this? Because I'm not going to say I'm going to this unless you're going to this. Right, right, right. And you're all teaming up to get to the same place, but it's who you come with and who you leave with. Mm-hmm, right. That's mm-hmm. what high school is all about. Constant activity. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what the NBA offseason has turned into is it is like high school. It's it gathering gossip, information, rumors, spreading those rumors, trying to funnel out what is real what's fake who's with who what's taking place that's why it's so fascinating remember like that's why everyone enjoys their high school years is because there's so much actually going on in such a short little time frame yeah i like kelly i've heard she likes me i don't want to get rejected so i'm gonna ask her friends if she would say yes if i asked her out she's gonna ask her if she can if she's gonna say yes and then her friend's gonna get back to me and then i'm gonna have the formal meeting where i ask her out and then she says yes but i'm not gonna go out there with no information i'm not gonna go out there without the doing my intel and my research that's the Woj bomb. That's her friend is my Woj bomb telling me that she would say yes. That's the NBA free agency period. So how does this affect you, the Chicago Bulls fan? As we sit here in downtown Chicago and we look forward to this weekend, the Bulls right now are not a heavy player in the top level free agents coming this weekend. Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson. These are not the names the Bulls are going to go after this weekend. Now, some names that they may go after are going to be pieces in the middle tier that can help this team push forward. And I think that's the key here because what you have right now with the young core, now you need to add some stabilitating factors around the young core to get this team to the next level. Because really, the only way you're going to land a star here in Chicago is if the star comes from within or you trade off these pieces that you've collected to get said star. Those are the only two ways. Like, like we have yet to see the top-level free agents say, hey, by the way, I want to go to Chicago so make this happen to his current team. Well, even you know, if they we've seen that to. with other, we've seen that with other players. Yeah, Kawhi said that to the Spurs about the Lakers. Anthony Davis said that to the Pelicans about the Lakers. Players have pulled this off in the past. No one has ever said the destination as the Chicago Bulls. So the Bulls are going to be shopping in the middle of free agency this weekend. Yeah, and and you haven't seen that because. I don't know if the Bulls don't have enough money or players believe that they don't, they won't move the necessary assets to get them there. But ultimately, the Bulls don't have a lot of money to work with. And you saw when a guy like Kawhi, when, when someone like Anthony Davis comes to the Lakers, everybody kind of gets together and says, Hey, Anthony Davis, waive your $4 million trade exception. He did. He's going to be in Space Jam, probably going to get points on that. Um, and then you've got them making enough room for another max deal which brings in Kawhi potentially and if not maybe Kyrie Irving potentially so you've got teams that look if you want to if you want to move money and make it work you can move money and make it work teams do it it's not hard it's, it can be hard to do but it's not hard to facilitate you find a team that's willing to take on your bad Felicio contract and you make it worth their while with another asset or maybe some draft picks and they do that and then that frees up your money it can be done for some reason They're like, we got Otto Porter and maybe we'll get Brogdon. I don't know.
Well, and that's where you you mentioned the name. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, a shooting guard from the Milwaukee Bucks. He can also play point. I think he is absolutely someone the Bulls should go after this weekend. And you should make the offer so the Bucks are are put in a tough spot because he's a restricted free agent. He shoots 42.6% from three. Mm -hmm. That's going to upgrade your major need. And this team has had a major deficiency in shooting and shooting from three for the last three years. It's something I've talked about with you on the air. We've talked about at length. The Bulls need to upgrade shooting. So if you can go after someone like Brogdon, I get it. He's not as athletic as some other guards in the league, but he plays great defense. Mm-hmm. He's a good shooter. He can help space the floor. And you have three guys then, Brogdon, White, and Levine, to split minutes in the backcourt. And I think that's a really smart way to go about it. Now, some other names the Bulls could go after. Are they going to be in the Pat Beverly sweepstake? Is that a possibility? Mm. Wayne Ellington, is that a name that intrigues you? Is it Jamal Crawford, a Danny Green, a Vince Carter, a Jared Dudley? Any of these names that could be vets to come in and help this young squad? Any of those names intrigue you? I think another name the Bulls should look at is Seth Curry. If you can't get Brogdon, you should go after hard and land Seth Curry because he's a great three-point shooter, too. He can do a lot of different things for you, stabilize. He could play as your third guard in the backcourt. I I think what you saw in the playoffs from Seth Curry made me a believer that he's a really good, productive player going forward in the NBA. So, you know, Seth Curry, Malcolm, Malcolm Brogdon, some names I would look at if I'm looking for the Bulls shopping this weekend. 312-332-3776. Who do you want? If you're a Bulls fan, you're a fan of the NBA, who do you think the Bulls should be going after this weekend? What do you want to see the Bulls do to upgrade this roster going forward? Well, ultimately, you have to look at who is going to be a part of this team for the long term. Like, you look at bringing in a a Malcolm Brogdon. He's someone that will be a part of this team or could be a part of this team for the foreseeable future, right? But you look at guys like like Seth Curry, you look at the Patrick Beverleys, the, the, the guys that have been in the league a little bit longer, the Jared Dudleys, those guys. I, I'm curious to see what kind of contracts and what kind of interest those guys get because I think that Patrick Beverly is going to be not necessarily overpaid because he deserves what he what he gets, but I think that it's going to it's too rich for the Bulls' blood, right? I don't think that they can go out and spend the kind of money and still be able to add other quality pieces and get a Patrick Beverly. I kind of feel that way about Malcolm Brogdon too, but I think Malcolm Brogdon is worth it. He's he's going to have to you're going to have to. Um, Get him away from the Bucks because they can have the they have the qualifying offer. So you're going to have to overpay for Brogdon, and I don't know. Like you see these situations where you've got already have guys on the team. Zach Levine might be overpaid. Otto Porter overpaid. Do you really want to bring in another guy who you're going to be tied to long term, or you who you may have a hard time moving on from? That's going to hinder your position in getting the next free agent. Like I'm kind of curious to see how these see, deals are worked see, out. Doll, but the problem with that is the next big free agent never comes here anyway. So you might as well build your team with guys who can actually help you win than to hope and pray. Because remember, two years ago, they told us that they were going to short the stock market. Yeah. Remember the movie, The Big Short? Mm-hmm. That's what Guard Packs and the Chicago Bulls organization was pitching to the city of Chicago. We were the only team that was going to have cap space. Until everyone in the league had cap space for this offseason. So, you know, I mean, that's the great hope is, yeah, we'll sign that free agent because we were going to have more money than anyone else. And then when reality hits, they didn't have more money than everyone else. 
and they saw the writing on the wall, so they went out and made the move for Porter. They re-signed Levine because they knew, like, oh, yeah, by the way, the Nets, the Knicks, the Mavericks, the Hawks, the Pelicans, all these other teams, the Lakers figured out a way to get there, the Clippers, all these teams were going to have cap space for this summer. And do you believe the philosophy of getting Brogdon will eventually lead you to get a a disgruntled Giannis Antetokounmpo when he when they when the Bucks well, say we're not going to play yes. we're not going to pay the cap so he's going to leave and Giannis is like guys what, the, what we're we were a couple wins away from going to the finals and this can is I, what we're doing can I officially be credited for the one to yeah. start that oh, yeah, that yeah. idea yeah. and that uh-huh. rumor that that's the reason Listen, the Bulls should go I after just, Brogdon I am just I setting this the morning on Cap and Company and, yeah. and I feel good about that I'm setting the lob up to you so you can dunk this in so your thoughts on that sir well I hey it can't hurt I think Brogdon you go after him because of the type of player he is but if he's friends with Giannis and Giannis is disgruntled down in the future you know down the road in the future it wouldn't hurt to have one of his good friends on your roster. No, that's how this league works nowadays, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think guys want to play with each other and guys want to, you know, like you said, the side texts happen. I just don't know who the Bulls are side texting or if they if they are just alone in their group chat. Well, like, and, and remember, this: the NBA is high school. Yeah. So it's gossip, it's rumors, it's who you're with, who you're showing up with. And who you're avoiding, right? Like, like that's a lot of high school, too. You, you get to the party, you see someone walk in the front door, you walk out the back, and you go somewhere else, right? Yeah, because the cops are coming to that party. <laughs> uh, Brian Windhorst was on uh, Zach Lowe's podcast, and this is kind of how this uh, Malcolm Brogdon rumor mill kind of started to get to a whole new level. So Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst, they were talking the other day about the Indiana Pacers, and some moves they should make, including going after Malcolm Brogdon. I I love the Brogdon fit. I'd rather get Brogdon than Rubio. Um, There are concerns about Brogdon's foot. I think that's well documented. But I like that fit better um, than Rubio because with Brogdon, I get both a point guard and a wing shooter in one fell swoop. I think Brogdon's, I think the Chicago Bulls are lining that sucker up. Even even after drafting White? I do. Well, look, the Bucks. If that if that number gets to twenty, um, the Bucks will just have a decision to make because they just can't pay Brogdon, Lopez, and Middleton what it's going to well, cost they, they, and duck they the tax. They can, they can. <laughs> it's just a matter of whether they will. So the number of twenty is interesting because that's what Zach Lowe says. Now, Bobby Marks for two weeks on ESPN.com has reported in his articles leading up to the draft and after the draft that the team that would probably be likely to go after Malcolm Brogdon in free agency would be the Chicago Bulls, and the number he put on it was four years, eighty mil, which Ooh. would be twenty a year, and that's exactly what Zach Lowe just said. Which Zach is, I think, hearing that from the other side, the Milwaukee side, that they don't want to have to go 20 mil. So it sounds like the Bulls are set up to make a pitch to Brogdon to pry him from Milwaukee. See, and that's crazy to me because, yeah, you're okay, so you're going to offer him 20 million a year, right? And the Bucks were so close. And they have pieces, and if Kawhi leaves Toronto, and if Kyrie leaves the, the Celtics, and there's really nothing in the East except for the Bucks. Why aren't you just taking a shot? Like, why? You can't own a team and be a championship contender and not go into the luxury tax. That's the new NBA. That's just how it works. You have to pay for championships. The Lakers are going to pay for championships. The Warriors have paid for championships. You have to pay for championships. And it's shocking to me that a team 
in with, with a superstar like Giannis wouldn't just say we're going to bite the bullet for a couple years and we are going to pay the tax because we see a window here. Look at what the Lakers are doing. The Lakers saw a window. They saw a window with a, a year without Kevin Durant, a year without Kawhi, uh, with Clay Thompson. We have a chance to make a splash here and win a championship. So we're going to trade for Anthony Davis and we're going to move people out and we're going to create space for another superstar because guess what? If it's just three guy, three superstars and a bunch of guys, we still might be the best team in the West because we have three of the best players in the NBA. So just do it. I, it's beyond comprehension to me that an owner who has who already has players in his on his team would just say, nah, sorry, too much. You are a Bulls fan, right? I did, which it, which is why it's so frustrating. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app singing for Jonathan Hood tonight on Under the Hood. Earlier today, Kevin Arnovitz from ESPN.com joined David Kaplan on his show, Cap and Company, and you can hear him from 9 to noon each day here on ESPN 1000. He was asked, would he sign Brogdon up for the Bulls? Does he like that? Do you, does he think Brogdon would be a good fit for the Chicago Bulls? I would do it because I am one of these Malcolm Brogdon hawks. Like, I just, I think he's just a winner. I think, you know, what do you want in an NBA guard? Well, he can put it on the floor and is fearless and can drive and get to the hole. Oh, by the way, he can also shoot you 40% from three. By the way, he can defend two or three positions. By the way, he's a great guy in the locker room, and frankly, a locker room that could use a great guy. I mean, let's just be honest. Part of the problem there is there's been a lack of leadership. It's the organization's fault. It's kind of a, you know, also just a, a product of just, they just haven't gotten that guy. There haven't been there hasn't been a lot of gravitas in that locker room, mm-hmm. and um, I just love Brogdon. So I'm I'm just I just think he's a winner, and I think he, I think he could reset the tone of the entire uh, of the entire team. So I would do it, um, and, and also like where else are you you know I mean you know, where else are you spending your money? Um, you know, obviously you got Porter on the books. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's. It's not ideal, but I have no problem ponying up that money for that guy. So I would do it if I'm the Bulls. Now, don't forget, he's restricted. So Milwaukee, I think, feels very, very intent on making sure that Giannis Antetokounmpo believes that there is a full-on investment. We're not going to be, they, they cannot afford right now to whine about the tax when you're trying to keep a generational superstar in a market that guys leave as a, as a general rule, not come. And I think it's going to be very difficult for Milwaukee to basically tell Giannis, yeah, you know, we know we have a shot at the title, but, uh, you know, we don't want to be in the tax. You know, like, I just think it's really difficult. Right. I mean, you don't get players like that are generational, and you've got to spend. And, and, um, and so that's where I think I think it's a great move for the Bulls. If they can get them, I think that would be fantastic. And I think ultimately, though, the Bucks know this is a very narrow window. This is a very special circumstance. Guys like this don't get chosen at 15 every year, and you've got something special. And you do whatever you can for a couple of years to keep the thing going. And the last thing you want to do is alienate a guy who's a super competitive because you didn't want to pay your guard. I just don't see it. So that was Kevin Arnimitz earlier today on Cap and Company right here on ESPN 1000. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight on Under the Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So lots set up for this weekend and whether or not the Bulls can land someone like a Malcolm Brogdon or a Seth Curry or a veteran to be on the wing, maybe down low, a Taj Gibson. I've heard that name a lot in the last couple of weeks, especially around the draft. 
A lot of people at the Advocate Center very high on bringing Taj Gibson back yeah, but into the he, fold. What's he costing you? I He's mean, made his money. Yeah, he has. So hopefully you could maybe only spend a mid-level exception or maybe just a mil or so and yeah. get him back into the fold. But if I were Taj, I would join on to one of those teams that's going to be competing for a championship. Taj Gibson deserves to be playing in important basketball games. No, wouldn't he be good for the he'd Lakers? Be a good, I was just going to say he'd be a really good Laker. Yeah. So like, Plus, like I get that Bulls fans probably want to bring him back, and that the Bulls would want him back. He's a great guy, but I think as a fan of basketball, I kind of want to see Taj get his win. Look, we've seen the dunks with Taj. Let him get yeah. a ring. Let him get a ring. Taj deserves a ring. So a lot going on in the NBA. Uh, the Lakers setting up a meeting with Kawhi Leonard, and he has made a request that Magic Johnson would be in, atten- in attendance of this meeting. But the league has said that since he's not an official team employee, he can't be there. That doesn't mean that Magic and Kawhi can't meet on their own mm-hmm. away from the rest of the Lakers group, uh, Lakers management. But I think it's interesting that Kawhi wants Magic in the fold. And Magic just dipped recently in the playoffs. He just up and left the Lakers. And now he's being requested to be a part of this process. I I think it's fascinating. It it speaks to the lore of the Lakers because throughout time, no matter what takes place in basketball history, Mm -hmm. the Lakers find a way. Let me me sit back in my chair and tell you you what I would do. I'm a free agent. I'm Kawhi Leonard. I just won an MVP for uh, for the finals, right? I just got a ring. I'm leaving. Everybody knows I'm leaving, basically. I want to be wooed. You know what position I'm in, Chris? I'm in the position. I've just robbed a bank. I've got a couple hostages. I'm going to request weird stuff. You ever seen the movie Airheads? Remember the movie Airheads? That, that's a good and dated movie. It's a very Both. good yes. and dated yes. movie. Used to run but, all the time on com- yeah, Comedy Central exactly. back in the day. Yeah. They request, they've got a list of demands. They list <laughs> yes, the they weirdest do. stuff. And Kawhi's like, look, I've been a huge Magic Johnson fan my entire life. I grew up Magic Johnson fan. I want... Magic Johnson in on the meeting. Make it happen. You know what I what else I want? I want one of the dinosaurs from Jurassic World. I know they're fake. Bring in one of the fake ones. That's fine. Bring in Chris Pratt too. And while you're at it, 30 pizzas, half pepperoni, half pineapple. Yeah, I know pineapple on pizza is gross, but I want it cuz it's my list of demands. That's what I'm going to do. So that's what I feel like this is like and Kawhi's just saying just do it just get it make it happen and the Lakers will whether they have to meet at a Starbucks down the street or at Magic's office or under the cover of darkness somewhere in a in a back alley uh, parking garage they'll, they'll find a way well, what's to going make on the there meeting in the happen. back alley oh it's it's like a, a deep oh, throat it's like yeah. a, from oh. you know from all the president's men yes right yeah come on Watergate yeah exactly that's it's, an even more dated reference than your airheads reference yeah but that one's history it, that, that's true Read a book that's true. We learned that in a book. We didn't watch it on Comedy book. Central. Now, if this were Airheads, uh, would you be the Adam Sandler character? I mean, come on. Nate Duncan on the NBA coming up next. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So that's a yes, right? You're listening to WMVP Chicago. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah sitting in for Jonathan Hood tonight on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We'll talk NBA with Nate Duncan in just a minute, but we have to get an in-game update live from Jesse Rogers in Cincinnati. Jesse? Hey, guys. A complete disaster for the Cubs so far tonight. That Kimbrel bump, forget about it. Cole Hamels leaves the game before the start of the second inning. He throws one warm-up pitch, walks off. The Cubs say it's something to do with his left side. 
He's still under evaluation. Don't know about obliques or backs or anything like that. But he left after throwing one warm-up pitch before the top, uh, bottom of the second inning. And now the roof has caved in on Mike Montgomery, whose head is anywhere but the mound right now. He's given up two stolen bases in two innings. This is a lefty on the mound. One of them to Joey Votto, who uh, has only one other steal this season. Meanwhile, they're hitting him around as well. Uh, he's given up five hits in two and a third innings. It's 5 nothing as the Reds lead in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Philip Irvine, who uh, came in hitting 194, greeted Montgomery with a first-pitch home run back in the second. And he's doubled here in the fourth, so he's halfway to the cycle against Montgomery alone. So nothing going right, but Sonny Gray is going right right now for the Reds. Four innings, one hit, six strikeouts. He's on his game. The Cubs are not. Back to you guys. Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. Weeknights on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Oh, wow. Jesse Rogers live in Cincinnati. If the game's still going on at 830, we'll talk to him for another report then, but... The White Sox are up to uh, two nothing on the Twins. How about that? Top of uh, the second. So there's that. Wow. Hamill's out. Montgomery getting his brains beat in tonight. Not good against the Reds. Okay, let's talk about the NBA. I'm Chris Black with Adam Abdal singing for Jonathan Hood tonight on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We now bring in Nate Duncan from the Dunked On podcast on iTunes. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Duncan NBA. And Nate, we are talking about the Lakers, Kawhi Leonard, Magic Johnson. Is he in the fold? All of this happening this weekend. What is going on with the Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah, there's been kind of some kind of reporting on that Ramona Shelburne thing now that maybe that's not going to happen uh, because he's been told that since he's not a formal part of the team, he can't be a formal part uh, of these free agent meetings. And Magic, I think that makes sense because if Magic wants to and not be subject to the tampering rules and just say whatever he wants, then for him to be meeting with an official capacity, it, it might be difficult. And then also, there's a Stephen A. Smith at the report that uh, Kawhi only wanted to meet with Magic and Jeannie Buss. Now there's a report that Anthony Davis, who won't even be on the Lakers likely at that point, because that trade won't be official until July 6th, uh, and LeBron are going to meet with them. So a, a lot of different things going around here, but certainly there does seem to be a little bit more buzz building, but nobody knows what Kawhi actually wants. You know, I mean, I think there's been an impression that he wants to be the star of his own team. I mean, he's he just won a championship as really the only superstar on his team. So you might wonder why you think, hey, why do I need to like deal with all this media crap and, and team up with LeBron? And now LeBron is still going to be the main guy, even though I just proved I, in my mind that I'm the best player in the NBA. The shows on just before us were debating why would the Lakers even do this after what Magic did to them and everything. And I compared it to a hostage situation. Sometimes the hostages want 20 pizzas. Sometimes they want you to bring a private jet so they can try to get out of the bank that they just robbed. You have to try to cater to them so you have the smoothest negotiation possible. So if Kawhi wants Magic Johnson, they're going to find a way to have him meet with Magic Johnson, right? Yeah, it does seem that way. Maybe Magic could meet with him at independently or, you know, I mean, there's uh, magic always seems to be running a follow of the league rules, whether he's with the, the <laughs> Lakers uh, or not, but you know, it, it does seem like, you know, Jeannie Buss has still spoken positively of magic and that he kind of goes his own way, even likening it to back in 1982 when he uh, uh, wanted to have the Lakers coach fired. And then they ended up hiring uh, Pat Riley instead that he kind of goes his own way, but he's part of the family and 
know, he's always going to be in the fold. I guess that's the, their view on it. Nate Duncan joining Chris Black and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. We're talking NBA, and if you take a look at this concept, if Kawhi Leonard joins the Lakers, Nate, do you think it's a smart idea? Now, I, I understand they might have three of the top five players in the league on their team, but basically they will have no other depth on the roster, and we just saw a team, the Golden State Warriors in the finals, not win the finals because they didn't have enough depth on the roster. Do you think it's smart for the Lakers with this cap space to chase Kawhi Leonard, and then maybe otherwise they should be going out and and trying to get mid-tier free agents to kind of add some depth to this group? Yeah, I'm a couple of minds of that. I think you could make the argument that for this year, they might be better off getting some mid-tier free agents because, yeah, it'll just be so hard to build it up. Now, they do still have Kyle Kuzma on the roster. Kuzma's skills as a scoring forward would be some of their guys in free agency for the minimum. They'll still have the $4.7 million room exception that they can use if they sign Kawhi. Well, then they could make a trade during the offseason with Kuzma as the bait, some other matching salary, bring in maybe another player or two. So you might say, okay, they're just not going to have the depth this year uh, to win the championship, and that's still two, three really good guys. And, you know, you bring in a couple of cheap shooters around them. If you offer someone a starting role, maybe they'll take less to go play in L.A. with the hope that they could parlay that into a longer-term deal. But then if you look at beyond this year, clearly, you know, you just got to go back to look at the Heat in 2010 when they had Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. You know, they struggled to fill out with depth around the first year. And, yeah, they didn't win in the finals, perhaps, because they didn't have enough shooting. Uh, and LeBron kind of melted down, but then they were great the next three years after that, too, and they still made the finals that first year. So I think you can get a talent like Kawhi on the team for four more years, have an AD, LeBron. you got plenty of time to build around those guys when you get someone as good as Kawhi, and now maybe the urgency for LeBron at age 35, we got to win this year, is abated somewhat. The Bucks have decided that they're going to waive uh, George Hill. They might bring him back on, on a, a deal with less money. Does this mean that they're going to try to re-sign everybody? And do you see a situation where maybe they're, Malcolm Brogdon's the odd guy out or someone doesn't come back to Milwaukee? So the Bucks uh, have opened up a little bit more cap space now uh, with the departure of Tony Snell bringing in John Luer they could still potentially stretch John Luer, open up even more. But they've got about $13 million in room with the cap holds of Brogdon and Middleton still on the books. So the way it works is you keep those cap holds that are smaller than those guys' salaries are going to be on the books. You use the $13 million in cap room, presumably on Lopez, how many years that goes out, who knows. And then you can bring back Middleton for up to the max. You could bring back Brogdon for up to the max should you want to. It just becomes a question of the spending commitment. Is that going to be there from Bucks ownership? And that's where, you know, it, with Milwaukee being, you know, not in the top 30 TV markets uh, in the country, they do have this new partially publicly funded arena. You'd say maybe they have an obligation to spend more if you're getting some public money there. Uh, but that's where the idea that Brogdon could be gettable comes in. It's like, all right, where is their point where they're not going to match? Is it in the high teens? Is it $20 million? You know, Brogdon certainly is a good player. He has that rookie of the year uh, aura about him. You know, he's but he's not, you know, a top 15 point guard in the NBA probably. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you might say, hey, they should hold off. But then they also got Giannis potentially signing that extension next summer. And you don't want to cheap out when you have the possibility of uh, him leaving as well in a couple of years, not signing that extension. So 
Uh, you think the Bucks would grin and bear it and pay, but you never know, especially they have kind of a fractious ownership group that have never seemed to have the deepest pockets in the past. Nate Duncan talking basketball with Chris Black and Am Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So if the Bucks don't keep Brogdon and he's available and someone can go get him, all the rumors here in Chicago is that, that Chicago Bulls are going to offer Malcolm Brogdon a, a offer sheet this weekend. Do you think that that would be a good fit for the Bulls if they could somehow pry Brogdon from the Bucks? I do think it would be a good fit on the floor. Brogdon can play the one or the two. You know, he's not a great pick-and-roll guy, not a great off-the-dribble shooter, but he can defend one through three capably. Uh, he could play next to Zach Levine in theory. He's a great shooter off the ball, so he could play the one next to Zach Levine. He could also play, he's been playing in an up-tempo system with Milwaukee, so that would help with Kobe White if they're trying to run more. You know, he, he could start at the one, and then if White develops, he, he could move into more of a, a bench role. But, you know, you're probably overpaying it to get him. You know, you probably got to overpay by $5 million bucks a year. I mean, I don't think anything less than $20 million a year over four years is going to get it done for him. And, you know, he's ultimately a player, and that's a lot of money to spend for a role player. On the other hand, you know, what are the Bulls uh, – spending their money on aside from that who knows and and we know there's pressure for them to take a step forward next year but you know the bucks obviously can match any offer and so you you are going to have to overpay to get a free agent that's the nature of restricted free agency and the bulls ended up matching on zach levine last year and they ended up having to uh, arguably overpay to do that as, as well that's just how restricted free agency works if you can get the offer the Bulls seem tied, or they, they don't seem. They are tied to a lot of their guys for a long uh, period of time. So how should the Bulls spend their money? Should they not get Brogdon? And even if they do get Brogdon, what, does, what will they have left? What can they go out and get to try to shore up this team and make a playoff run? Yeah, you wonder uh, really about them now, how this team is going to defend in the long term. I mean, obviously you're reliant on Levine, Wendell Carter, Markkanen, and now uh, Kobe White. That looks like a pretty decent group to build around now couple of those guys are going to have to pop and become stars, but you know those, some of those guys have the potential. But you wonder where the defense is coming from with this group. You know, Maybe Carter turns into an awesome defensive player. He was pretty darn good for a rookie last year in that regard before he went down with that thumb injury. But you'd want to have maybe one more defender on the wing who can also shoot it. You know, That's kind of brought in, but he's a little small there. Porter doesn't guard uh, the best threes all that well. So that might be, in theory, what you're looking for. But there's not that much out there on the market for that either. And it seems like the Bulls, with the Porter acquisition, uh, are out of the market for any of uh, the best trades. They could, in theory, get close to max space if they could find a taker for Felicio uh, and use an asset to do that. But, you know, it seems like someone in the Brogdon type of range, you don't want to spend all that on a big man because you have these developmental prospects at all the other positions. So they do have the luxury of kind of, you know, I think if you don't get Brogdon, or he re-signs with the Bucks. you kind of wait around and see, you know, maybe you could get a couple of depth pieces, you know, a sort of a Jamichael Green uh, type of level, get a decent backup center, use your money that way going forward here. But, you know, I'm not sure that the last piece is available, but they would have a chance if they wanted to go short-term deals to get back on the market next year when they project to have uh, around $30 million in cap space. Nate Duncan talking with Chris Black and Adam Abdallah here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. So we know the Lakers, the Nets, the Clippers uh, are some of the big, the Knicks are some of the big names out there in free agency for this weekend. Is there a team out there that you think will surprise people based on the pitch in the meetings that they will get this weekend? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Right? I mean, the Dallas Mavericks seem like they would be 
a pretty good destination with young building blocks and Doncic and Porzingis there. They've been rumored to be uh, an Al Horford destination. Both other places in the media and uh, some that I talked to in the organization claims know that it, that is not the case. The Pelts are another one. The Pelts have max space. I mean, they got a pretty good, exciting young team. They really need some shooting around uh, Zion and Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram at, at this point in time. But, you know, you know I think it, it seems pretty clearly delineated you know, who the suitors are for the max guys and where those meetings are going at this point. You're really looking more at maybe some of the second-tier guys, Tobias Harris maybe, or Al Horford as the guys who might be variables uh, in this process. Do you think Jimmy Butler stays with the 76ers? I think so. This Houston noise is very, very difficult to reconcile. They may, well, in fact, want him, uh, and he may even want to go there. But the Sixers have little reason to agree to that. And history, since the 2011 CBA, made it much harder for sign-in trades to occur. Because Houston, they don't. there's no way for them to get the cap space to sign Butler outright unless they move on from Chris Paul, which seems pretty much impossible. They've tried to do that already, it seems like. So uh, there's only been one sign-in trade for a team of any significance, and that was Danilo Gallinari. And so the history would show that it's not going to happen. And then Philly... You would have to Butler to say, okay, my number one choice is Houston. My number two choice is I'm going to go to the Lakers. So I'm going to just leave the Lakers unless you oblige me and go to Houston. That could be a bluff. Who knows whether Butler has other full max offers out there. It seems to me like this is all noise. Butler and his agent, Bernie Lee, love getting out in the media. We saw that with the, the Minnesota trade request. This is all noise to, number one, make Daryl Morey and Houston look good again. They're always rumored to do this. And number two, to provide some leverage so that the Sixers will just come with uh, that full max five-year offer. And if they do so, I would expect him to sign it. Nate, thank you for taking some time tonight. We appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. You're listening to Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. Black and Abdallah singing for Jonathan Hood tonight on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. In 10 minutes, we will get you the latest in NBA free agencies. Who's taking meetings where? Who's going to go where? What's the latest from Woj? We'll cover all of that in 10 minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Earlier today, the U.S. women's national team, they beat France 2 to nothing in full time to advance to the final four of the World Cup, Abdallah, and it was a fantastic game. Megan Rapino with two goals. She gets one in the fifth minute and one in the 65th minute as the U.S. advances on. Yeah, and you saw that this was probably going to be their biggest test moving forward. I'm not saying the rest of the teams aren't good, but France was the best team going into the tournament. Obviously, they have the home field advantage of the World Cup being in France, and that's a huge deal, especially in a World Cup with the travel and the heat today for them. And so it was a great win. They face England on Tuesday. Uh, and just a, a all-around great performance by Megan Rapino. She is putting herself... This is, what, her fourth in a row? She's been with the team the entire time, right? This is her yeah. fourth in a row. Yep. Just 
obviously setting herself apart from everyone as the best player on the team. Well, she's a superstar. Yeah. And she has the personality to go with it. Uh, also, Alex Morgan, her lead pass to Tobin Heath mm-hmm. on that second Rapino goal was fantastic. The lead that she had there and then the cross from Heath to find an open uh, Rapino in the box with, with no defenders anywhere near her. It mm-hmm. was a fantastic play and it was excellent for the U.S. women's national team. And you said it Tuesday at two against England and you have a chance to continue on and to win a World Cup. And this team is just so much fun to watch. And and being a fan of U.S. soccer, they're the one team that actually wins. Yeah. And and that's what's so exciting about it is because the men's team is just embarrassing each and every time out. Yeah, I was just a full spoiler alert. I went during the break. I went and grabbed a sandwich real quick. And there was a guy in there with a a, uh, Alex Morgan jersey on. And actually, the jerseys are kind of fire. Okay, but is Alex Morgan the jersey you would go with? Probably not, just because I would like to get a jersey of someone who's not like the most famous. Well, like, I mean, I'm not wait, out there like with Carly the... Lloyd is a little past. Like she's not in her prime anymore. Yeah. But she was the best player in the you know last World probably Cup. Get? Would you go with Carly Lloyd? No, would I'd... you go with Rapino? No, I'd probably get an Ertz jersey because she also plays for the Red Stars here in Chicago. Mm, so that's that's, that's probably who I'd solid, go with. Solid selection. That's who I'd go with. I would go with Rapino. That's, that's, that's the pick well, I would take. That's you. you guys Abdallah, coming up next, we will talk about the NBA. Where uh, is Jimmy Butler going to end up? And is Kawhi Leonard really going to join the Lakers? We'll talk about it next. Chris Black and Adam Abdallah on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN app. 